Hey, what's up? It's Jayella, and this is One Mic. One for my money, two for my woes, and three for them people who let us up in the dough. Cause if we gotta cause a scene, I promise we'll put on a show. They think they've had enough, we turn around and give them up. Hey guys, so I know I took a week off, but I'm back now. I just needed some time for personal reasons, but yeah, I'm I'm in a great space. I feel really good, and I'm back. And so, um, recently, I know I'm a little late to the party, but we just had the BET Awards, and let me tell you about the BET. I the BET Awards. I am super proud of the progression because watching and remembering the BET Awards from when I was a child to now, it has definitely elevated. I mean, before, BET has always been very much us, but before it was giving more backyard cookout vibes. Like just the attire, the way people were dressed, the way they behaved just felt very like, it wasn't really showing us at the highest level. Let's be real. Definitely looked like a good time, but wasn't showcasing us at the highest level. And to see it now, especially post-COVID, the way they did it was very elegantly. Um, The attire, I mean, of course, we've seen a change in it years ago. But just seeing it now and really taking some time and reflecting back to how it was before. and It was just done, like I said, it was just a very elegant night to celebrate Black excellence. So kudos to BET. What I will say, though, is they gave my girl, Queen Latifah, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Me, personally, I just feel like they could have did her a little bit better because it's Queen Latifah. And I don't know if if it's part of me being kind of salty because since I started rapping, I always thought that I was going to be the one to give Queen Latifah her tribute because it just made the most sense, you know, her being from Jersey and the content that she has. Like, it it just made sense for if I'm going to do a tribute for any other rapper— why not it be Queen Latifah? So I feel like it gave me a, it kind of gave me a little bit of a push, but it also let me know like, yo, you thought you had time and you do not have any time. For, I don't know what you what you thought you were waiting for, whatever the deadline was, but girl, get to it. But also, I'm personally just not a fan of, of artist peers, you know, going to tribute to them. I don't really like that. I like, and call me crazy, whatever I, or extra. I like when I, when the camera scrolls out onto the audience and you see their peers, you know, reacting to the songs and you can tell that they remember a time. They remember that time when that song in particular was hot. And I like seeing that reaction, but I feel like the climate of hip hop right now, especially Queen Latifah being one of the first female rappers ever. And the way that female rap is now and how the doors are you know, are wide open and there's so many different girls to choose from, you would think that they would pull from the younger generation to pay a tribute to Queen Latifah because to me, that would make the tribute hit so much harder. I did not care to see Lil' Kim rap UNITY. Now, had I seen her in the audience, you know, rapping that, it would have been super dope. But seeing her on stage, it was just like, Y'all could have kept that and y'all could have put a young girl in it. I know that, especially the song Unity. Like, come on. it's You're talking about female hip-hop when the doors are open now. We have so many girls to pick from, right? And you're talking about the song Unity. You could have easily picked. That was, a, that was a, a layup at that point for female hip-hop. But cool, you know, they did it. 
I wasn't a part of it. Kind of salty about it, but can't change anything now. Kind of sucks that I didn't get to do it. I wish I had my shit together, but fine. It didn't happen. Also, I really like, because the only thing I like from peers is I like when people talk about the artist back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear them recite the words because you were there. You know what I'm saying? You were there when it happened. You were there when it popped off. You were there when the song came out. I don't care to hear that. It didn't really affect you. It affected you, but you were there in real time. What I do like that the peers do is I love when you hear them speak on the artist and you hear them speak about the growth of the artist. Like, I like hearing those stories because for me, I'm a sucker for um like documentaries and like biopics i love them i love their peers and their family talk about the artists from the beginning and how they started i love hearing those stories especially because i wasn't there in real time you know what i'm saying i don't know what they could be telling me lies for all i know but what they're telling me it's exciting to know what you know what it was like back then especially coming out as an artist just coming up as an artist even if you're not necessarily an artist or doing what they do in their field just hearing the stories of the come up from these other artists who are huge who made it or these you know you know other people who are very successful just hearing the come up story those things just always excite me because it makes the person feel very real. Um, one of the most recent I just watched is uh, one of my friends, Jamila. She told me about she was we were talking about the Mary J. Bly's um, documentary, and I hadn't seen it, so I went to go and watch, and it was it was dope. Like Mary, I forget sometimes how many hits Mary J. Bly's has. Like she has. Her music, one, her music is timeless and she just has hits after hits after hits. But when you start to hear a person's story from back then, and she was just talking about how um, growing up, because of where she lived, like when she said, when her parents separated and they moved, and her mom was now a single mom raising all the kids in the hood, how, you know, her being a girl, she couldn't really be soft. She couldn't really be, um, you know, feminine. She was very hard and hardcore and she never really smiled. And to see her now, like Mary J. Blige, she's so beautiful and, you know, she's still kind of rough around the edges. I think that kind of stuff just never leaves you, but she just seems like a very pleasant person to be around. And so to hear how she was before, and then she's replaying some of her old interviews and talking about how she was at that moment and how, you know, right there, I was angry. I didn't like the interviewer. You could tell by my attitude. And I, I liked seeing that. And then even just hearing about the albums, like, she, you know, she started off and did work with Bad Boy, and she was one of Puff's first, you know, projects, so to speak. And she talks about how, even though that project was, you know, super dope, and it, you know, definitely helped elevate her life and move her up. The project that really was hit home for her was the My Life project. You know, it was definitely a lot more personal, um, a lot more, I guess, real on what she was really going through in real life. Like Bad Boy, what she did with Bad Boy and Diddy, it was more so, um, you know, like feel-good music because Diddy is known for feel-good music. If you know any of Bad Boy records, all of the songs that he's done has been feel-good music. Even his sad song, it's like a bittersweet because it's like when you hear it, if you want to move and feel good. But she was talking about how that project was very personal for her. But when I went back, and I, I, did, I took some time, and I went back to listen to it, because I'm just, I was forgetting, forgetting how many hits she had. 
But her project that she did with Diddy, with just like the project with, you know, Real Love and You Remind Me, like, they are just classic and timeless hits. Well, I mean, one thing about me, okay, is when it comes to my playlists, in my car, wherever I'm at, whatever, anytime I'm handed the aux, you never know what you're going to get from me. You're either going to get super hip-hop, you're going to get mad chill laid back, you're going to get in your feelings, or you're going to get in your bag kind of thing. So anytime I hear bad boy, just know that I am now in a 90s music video and I am Diddy. So just letting you know, if you're ever with me and a song comes on, beware, because I'm going to act up. But anyway, I have a playlist for everything you can think of. I have a playlist for if you are sad and in your feelings, I have a play a playlist for if you're in a toxic situation, I got a playlist for if you're happy and in love, I got a playlist for if you just feel like the shit, you just woke up this morning and feel like that, that girl or that guy, I got a playlist for that. I got a playlist for if you want to get a little frisky, I got a playlist for that too. Like one of my go-tos, especially in the morning... If you get in my car and you hear, if I got to slap a pussy ass nigga, I'm going to make it look sexy. Come out of my speakers. Just know I am on one. I am on one that morning. Kendrick song, Element. I am on one if you hear that song come on. And now either you going to be on one too or don't even get in my car because I'm on 10. Like, because that playlist is that. It's, it's Kendrick, but it's Drake because Drake is always in his bag. It's Jay-Z because Jay-Z is forever in his bag. I think he's the one that designed those bags, and he's the one that people are buying it from because he's staying in his bag. And, of course, I cannot talk about being that and not have Wayne rotating on that playlist because Wayne is real good for I don't care about nothing and no one because I am that. I love that energy. So if you ever get in a car and that's what you, we on one today. So I need you to jump up on that as well because we on one. Another thing for me, if you get in my car and you hear officially missing you, by Tamia, don't get in my car. If I pull up on you and officially officially missing you is playing by Tamia, do not get in my car because I am not in a good mood. I am not happy. I'm emotional. I am sad. And that song is only going to put you even deeper in. Do not get in my car because the very next song, most likely after that, is It Could All Be So Simple by Miss Lauren Hill. The thing about me and sad songs is... I am a secret squirrel, so nobody ever knows if I'm talking to somebody, if I'm dealing with them, what the status is of it. Like, nobody ever knows anything. So you'll get in my car, and I'll be playing those songs, and then my comments, like me talking throughout the song or the comments that I make, they don't make sense. They don't. You can't really put a finger. So I'm already not giving you the information that I want to give, and I'm still not trying to give you that information, but... I'm still emotional, so I still feel like I want to get some shit off my chest. So I'll just say stuff like, it's crazy how anytime life gives you lemons, give that shit right back because that just means that they didn't care enough about you to get make you lemonade, so they gave you some damn lemon. And people are like, girl, what happened? And then I'll just go into, no, it's fine. I'll be good because at the end of the day, my mom gave birth to one person on June 15th in 1996. And when I die, it's going to be me by myself. I'm, I'll be going through it. And then people try to ask questions and I don't give them nothing, but I'm over here quoting like I'm Shakespeare 
Like, girl, what is wrong with you? So if you if I pull up on you and you hear officially missing you, do not get in my car. I love songs like that. Like, even for me, even if I'm not heartbroken or whatever, it's just something about songs like that when you feel raw, real emotions. I have two different type of lovey-dovey songs. I can either have hood love where you get in my car and you hear um, Method Man and Mary J. Blige, You're All I Need. I could be in that bag where I'm just like, I want to be that down-ass chick, you know. Or I'm super soft and I'm singing Every Kind of Way by her. If you get in my car and you hear Every Kind of Way, just know that I'm I'm in love, happy-go-lucky, and that's all I can think of. So if I'm playing that song in the car, it's best for you to just get in your own car and follow me. I love to listen to those types of songs. I love to feel to feel that way because music is supposed to make you feel. So if I feel super motivational, if I feel super inspired, then Nipsey is on. Like Nipsey is on. A lot of the times too, I'm not going to lie, Meek Mill gets into mixed into that as well and Big Sean, but Nipsey Hustle is definitely on the playlist when I feel inspired and motivated and like I want to get to work and I want to put that work in. Because, and, and Jay-Z, but Jay-Z is more like the, he's more like the the end goal. Like, what he speaks about in his music, and he's constantly pushing that back. Like, he's setting the bar and constantly moving it up. Like, I'm going to listen to Nipsey because he makes me feel like the success is a little more attainable from listening to his music. Jay-Z is like, that's the goal. That's the level I'm trying to be at. But also, this is so weird and it's a throw off because this ain't even the, the hottest thing that he got to make you feel like that. But because of the cadence of the song and the way he flow on it, so chill with it. Lil Wayne song, Single. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but the swag on it is just... When I listen to it now... Even back then, but now I just, I still feel very swaggy. And another song, which is not really the, I'm not saying it's, it's not the best song either, but another song that makes me feel that way is Wayne's verse on, um, I'm on one. Like soon he said, I walk around the club, fuck everybody. Like that song makes me feel very much like I'm on one. Like I am that. Cole is another one. He gets me every single time. Every single time. And I really love the song, A Tale of Two Cities. Like, when I hear A Tale of Two Cities, that does something to me. Like, that does something to me. And that playlist is more for, like, when you when you know you got doubters and people who feel like you ain't going to be shit and people who feel like they could walk all over you or people who just don't know the magnitude of how big you really are and how lit you really are and you just feel like you just want to show them and show and prove like that's the song I play a tale of two cities is that song because sometimes you have to remind people who the fuck you are you have to remind them like I am not whatever you thought in your head that made you treat me or act a certain type of way to me Take that thought out your head because I'm not her. I am that. And that type of music makes me feel like that. Like when I have to really diss the haters and the people who, the haters and the doubters, for real. When you got to really diss them, I'm going to cold. Because even though his music isn't really talking about doubters and stuff, it's just, he really sure, he, he sounds like he's really sure of himself. 
And to me, that's the best way to kill a hater or the doubters is like when you really get up and you feel that way about yourself, regardless of whoever's listening, whoever's tuning in, whoever's hit to whatever you got going on. When you walk around and you just feel good about yourself and you tend toes about yourself, nothing matters. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you, what they heard, what they said, because you tend toes down about you. So to me, that kills haters and doubters way more than like, I mean, of course, showing and proving is definitely something else. But when you really because a lot of people could show and prove. And still not feel sure of themselves. Like, there's a lot of people who got out the mud and did it and still feel, like, insecure about whatever. But when you walk into a room and you just know and people could feel that energy, it's no better feeling than that. So, that's why when I feel a little, I got to throw on cold and remember who the fuck I am, too. It happens. So, that's why I really like having Cole in the mix for that playlist. Let me remember who I am. And let me also remind them. My other heavy playlist would probably be Heartbreak. And it's so crazy because it's like Heartbreak, no one ever prepares you for Heartbreak, right? No one ever prepares you for how to deal with that because it's something that's not anticipated or expected. You're not going into any situation expecting to be heartbroken behind it, right? And that's just with any relationship you know, even if it's not a romantic relationship, even if it's a, you know, family, when your heart is broken by the loss of a family member or something like heartbreak comes from the loss of something, right? To me, I feel like it comes from the loss of something and nobody can prepare you for that because like I said, it's not something that's anticipated or, or you're not waiting for. So when you hear those songs, because you know people can feel when someone could when someone does it right and it's sad but when someone does it right and the words really hit you feel like you feel that and for me I I listen to a lot of songs about heartbreak even when my heart is broken like I I probably experienced heartbreak twice right once from someone romantic like a romantic partner and then another one from well, it's kind of the same thing, but the loss of my grandparents. And when you, like I said, when you think about heartbreak, you cannot ever, you can't even imagine how it would feel until you feel it. And when you hear these songs, you're like, that's exactly how I feel. And that's the only reason why I feel like music like that really hits because like I said, with heartbreak, falling in love, we all have an idea of what it would feel like. And we all have an idea of what we want it to feel like and what we want it to look like. And so when you write a love song, you don't ever have to necessarily be in love to make a love song that's going to hit because we've all fantasized about love and how it would be when we have it. And so all these, so it's very easy to paint the picture. But when you talk about heartbreak and pain, heartbreak is, like I said, it's nothing that you can anticipate. So when you hear these artists and they make these songs and you feel the emotion behind it and you can relate to it, it's just something different, way different. Like I was saying earlier with the song, um, 
to Mia officially missing you. Like, even though the song, she wasn't crying and wailing and crying out or just sombering about this, but it was just like a, I'm officially missing you. Just the way that she sung it. And even when she's like, all I hear is raindrops falling on a rooftop. For some strange reason, when you're going through heartbreak or you just in your feelings about some shit, you, your senses are really enhanced. Like, you could really hear. Like, when she said, all I hear is raindrops, I could hear the raindrops as well. There's levels to heartbreak, right? And it's not like your heart just gets broken one time and it's, and it's done. It's like it's breaking. Like the cycle starts way early, earlier than the actual blow of it. Like before someone goes, it's like your heart is already breaking. It's already getting to that point. Because like even when a loved one is dying, right, the thoughts of not having this person here anymore and that they're going out on their last leg, your heart, you know, when you first realize it, your heart kind of breaks a bit. And then in the process of it, it is just like, it's like a wound constantly being opened and broken. Like it just constantly, it's like your heart is constantly breaking, constantly, constantly breaking. And even when you're dealing with someone, when you're with a romantic part, like when you're dating someone, it's like your heart, and for all those people who feel like I ain't never felt heartbroken over no nigga or no bitch and I ain't never um, felt nothing. Or even if you never even lost a close loved one, just think about, even though it's kind of depressing, think about how it would feel. It's like, think about the person you love the most and how life would feel without them there. Even if you've done everything in your power while they were here, everything you could possibly do with them while they were here, the app, just think, to think of their absence always just kind of puts things in perspective when it comes to talking about heartbreak and stuff. I mean, but just thinking about that. But when, when you're going through a heart, it, it's like it's a cycle of something like you're watching it's your heart is deteriorating before it actually really just breaks and so there are songs that talk about that too that just talk about when things are different and things are shifty that's why you know one of the girls i don't know people are a lot of people are into her but then a lot of people aren't but janae aiko like she talks about stuff like that all the time she gets very deep and she expresses like going through that like when you're dealing with someone and there's a shift there or if you start to feel like you don't want this anymore because people always think that the heartbreak is going to come to the person that's left but uh, it's both I feel like both people are feeling that you know because it's something that you just didn't expect but we're human and we change and so it's dope to have music that really express how you're feeling when you can't even put words to it. So that's why I think that I enjoy heartbreak music, not because I like to sit there and be sad all the time, but because it takes great talent and an experience to really be able to write a song that touches someone in a way they didn't even think it would touch them or I had no idea that it would go that way. So when I hear people that like, yo, this song can't, this song right here gets me every time. Those songs are like, to me, I feel like that artist did exactly what they were supposed to do. 
They put their heart out there and people felt that. And as an artist, that's that's the biggest thing, you know, is, yeah, you want people to love the music and like it. But when somebody can really feel what you're going through, that to me takes the cake. Like that's the that's the goal as an artist is for people to really feel you. I love to listen to heartbreak music. And let me tell you, just because you know me, I have to go into talking about life and love and pursuit of happiness, whatever. But when you are going through your heartbreak, the best thing for you to do at that time is to pour into yourself. Because a lot of us, especially my generation, don't handle heartbreak too well. And like the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. And you don't want to be that girl or that guy that, you know, because of what you went through, now you've left a scar on someone else. You know what I'm saying? And because you're scarred, you're giving out lashes to everybody else. You don't want that. So the best thing to do when you are heartbroken like that is to really pour in and tap into yourself because that shit hurts. And also... Lean on to God. Like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I, don't, I don't mean to get preachy tonight. For some reason, I feel like that's the direction I'm going in. But when in 2018, like, like 2018, even though I told no one and I kept a lot of things to myself about a lot of things about me. Some people know, some people don't know, but. The reason why I am the way that I am and the reason why I've done things the way that I've done things in the past and as well as current is because of the things that I've seen and witnessed, you know, growing up. But in 2018, I had suffered in silence, (laughs) not nothing crazy, but like a, a heartbreak. I went through a heartbreak, you know, around that time. And because, like I said before, I'm such a secret squirrel, I didn't want to tell anyone. I didn't want to talk about it with anyone I really just took it on the chin and I tried to deal with it on my own and in that space I also was um like you know going through breakups with my friends too like I cut a bunch of friends off and I was kind of doing my own thing and so at a time I felt very low and alone and of course I had family but if you know you know that it's different, you know, like, yeah, you can have family all day and I'm surrounded by all the love and still feel very alone. And that's how I was feeling in 2018. Like I felt very just alone, down, depressed, and I was going through a heartbreak and that definitely took a toll on, you know, how I felt about myself. And I allowed myself to get into a hole and then I told myself no more. So I started to really, that's when I really started to dive into, you know, rebuilding that relationship that I have with God because in this moment me being a secret scroll me not telling anybody anything and keeping things to myself which wasn't healthy but me you know having done that the only person or the only thing I could really turn to was God because I couldn't talk about this with anybody else so I really leaned into that and tapped in and 
you know, I really asked God to help me through this. And that's another thing. People think that there's no power in that. Like, yo, I'm a heartbroken right now. There's nothing that can change this. And I'm not saying that you're going to call on a guy and, and tomorrow you're going to wake up and feel great. No, it's just trusting God and trusting that you're okay regardless. And that comes with pouring love into yourself and understanding that regardless of how this goes, I'm okay. Like, I'm good. But back to what I was saying, I really tapped into, um, you know, gaining that closer relationship with God. And so I was, you know, praying a lot more often. I was going to church and I was, you know, speaking to different people. And I just, I had a, and I felt like, you know, it wasn't enough. Like, I still felt like how most people feel when they go into some stuff like, yo, this ain't really working. I need some more. So I went. And I was like, yo, God, I'm trying to trust you in this moment. I'm trying to trust and I'm trying to have faith. And I have faith in you, God. But something got to give. You need to show me something because I cannot do this. I'm trying to show you that I have the faith in you, but I can't. And I was like, I just, and I also, I just need you to strip me of everything that is not for me. Because I just need a new, a fresh start. And let me tell you, 2018, my house burned down. I was like, Jesus. I know I said what I said, but I didn't mean, you know, that literal. I didn't mean that way. But, yeah, my whole house burned down. He took it way serious for me. But I knew that in that moment, where I, in that moment where I, sh- I could be sad and I could be lost and I could be down, I felt like I'm telling God that I got faith in him and that I trust him. And he put me in a position to where... That was all that I had was my faith and trust in God. Cause he done took everything else aside from my family, of course, but he took everything else that I knew to be everything that I needed to survive. He done took that from me and said, if you really got the faith, prove it to me. Cause now you ain't got no other choice. So in that moment, while people are coming up to me and crying and crying for me and trying to, you know, lost, like, I don't know what you're going to do and how can I help all this. And they're looking at me and I am together. I am contained. I am good. I'm understanding what the, what, what this is and what this means. And I'm trusting in God. So of course I'm going to shed some tears because that's what you do when you lose something and to lose my home that I grew up in my whole life along with the pictures and, you know, pictures of how I grew up in all my clothes and things like that. Like, of course you, you're going to take an L a little bit and you're going to be upset about it. But at the time I felt like I, I, I have nothing else to do right now, but to trust in God, because in a moment where I feel alone because of the heartbreak and because of the relationships that have failed with my friendships that have failed, but then now when I'm feeling alone, I have to now be a part of my family and part of the the healing process for my family because we all went through this loss together. So I'm just saying that when you're going through heartbreak, trust in God and what he does may go against everything you may think is right or it may f- make you feel like you're taking 10 steps back, but I'm telling you it's for the better because 
even going through what I was going through and then now losing my home and having no other choice but to trust in God, it made me put things into perspective on what was really important and what really held real value and what love I really had. You know what I'm saying? Like in this moment with my family, it made us come so close together, but it was like, it was a weird time because so much was falling apart. So much was falling apart at that time. But we had, I had asked God for that. I told him to strip me of everything and, you know, and make me new. And that is what he did. And so anytime for anybody who's going through a heartbreak or who's been through one, yo, trust in God, dog. He, God got it. And he got you. Like he, it's amazing now and thinking about when you when you, when you look back at it like sometimes it's, you may still feel a little funny about it like dang that was crazy that that happened but you realize every day you get up and you realize that you're okay and that I'm okay and I'm at peace with the situation or just another day came and I'm okay but don't go about it the wrong way don't go about it hurting other people or getting other people involved because it's just not fair to them. It's not fair to anyone to do it that way. So make sure that you pour loving to yourself and check on yourself. Make sure you reach to God and these love songs, listen to them because I'm not even going to lie. They have helped me too. Like when you listen to, especially Mary J. Blige, she has this thing about her where she's going to take you all the way through. Like, her music is going to take you from the beginning all the way through it. And so when you hear, even if it's fake, right? Like, even if it's fake and they don't didn't really live this life or whatever, whatever story they're painting in their artistry, when you get to listen and you hear the stories of where they felt like it was over, and then you hear the stories where it's up again. And then you meet people and the people that you felt like, yo, they, I didn't know they was going to be able to make it. And then you see them a few months later or a couple years later and they are thriving. It makes you feel like there's another side, you know, like there's another side. So to all the songwriters, like I appreciate writing music that you can feel because that's what music is about and it's not just about heartbreak because when you're in love bro there's no better feeling I'm just saying that it's easier to write about love because we've already we fan everybody we all fantasize about it and how it will feel and how it would be so it's easy to write love songs but to write pain that people feel Ooh, that's a little different because you have to exactly you have to actually have felt some pain to know how to put it to words but yeah I don't want to end on a sad note I want to end on a positive note and that's just really trust God and also be careful when getting in the car with me because you never know what kind of mood I'm going to put you in but yeah, um, it's, you know, it's been great. I've been great just to make sure, like, I, I want you guys to know I've been in a great space and life is good. I'm excited for what's to come with this music. 
because that shit is important. I am like zeroed in. Like I'm on go. As we were sitting here, I got a text. Um, I got a text from my people's like, when are we getting it done? Like when we in the booth because it's about that time. So I'm I'm ready to get in the booth this weekend and just show out, show and prove. Because like I said, how cold we making you feel. I'm her. I'm that. Point blank in the period. But thank y'all so much. Let me know what y'all, what's on y'all playlist. Let me know what gets y'all in the mood. What gets y'all happy. What gets y'all sad. Let me know what's going on. And don't forget to add me on Instagram at j.l.l.a. Make sure that you rate this podcast episode. Make sure you, if you feel compelled to, to leave a comment. Come on now. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to come and listen. And make sure you stream the safe space streaming on all streaming services. Thank you. One for my money, two for my woes in. Three for them people who let us up in the dough. Cause if we got a quarter scene, I promise we'll put on the show. They think they've had enough, we turn around and give them up.